Man of Steel. It's 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 hard to go on. It's it hurts. Like they couldn't even call it Superman. They just they couldn't put the name on it. it it's was he even Superman? Was he really? I mean, come on, man. It, it, no one's that morose. You can't fly through the sky and, and touch clouds and be so grimdark. And the thing that hurt the most, Pa Kent. No, son. Don't save me from the tornado. Just stand there and watch. You twisted, twisted man. But Pa, I said no, son. Now go stand with your mama before I have to give her the business too. It hurt. It hurts my soul. Like, damn it. I was devastated. There was. It was so special to me to have to be together with these characters all in one movie. And to get that piece of crap, Justice League. There are so many characters who are so cool. These guys are more than epic. And it was just an utter disappointment. It was boring. It dragged. The action scenes were terrible. The worst scene that bothered me was... And I didn't think too much of the character to begin with anyway. I'm not a huge fan of him. But you know... You have to pump each character to have their one standalone moment. And the one standalone moment Aquaman had was in a sewer trying to stop sewer water. And he failed. Utterly. It just, that pretty much encompasses the whole movie for the rest of the, the go. Okay, so, I gotta say, like, I know people had problems with Man of Steel and Justice League, but... Batman v Superman. I was really excited for that movie. Like, okay, so they know what they did wrong and they know where they're going in. They usually get Batman right, and, you know, so they can make some corrections. And Batman and Superman are going to be on the screen together. This is a hallmark moment. This is going to be great. This is going to... What the fuck happened? The world is so dark. Batman was darker. Like, I didn't understand why Batman was so angry at Superman. I didn't understand why Superman was just so angry. Why Superman couldn't just hold a conversation with Batman to just save his mother. And Lex Luthor being the Joker, basically, or Riddler, or whoever he was playing. He wasn't playing Lex Luthor. There was just so many things that could have been done right that were just done wrong that you felt like there was an evil gremlin like conspiracies of marvel sabotage could like could have been legitimately believed with you how did you make this choice like martha martha like that's your man dies in the end like how many different movies are you doing at once is it like uh the dark knight is it like world's finest is it like the death of superman is it like the entrance of wonder woman pick pick a pony pick a fucking pony i can't i i just can't hit the music i'm your freak of the not gonna let it go uh they're gonna keep on going they're gonna push what, what, on ahead. What, what, who, who are they and what are they and what are they not letting go Mike? warner brothers they're they're not letting go they're gonna push on forward and yeah g more power to them but they're pushing on forward in a weird way that might be good might be bad i don't know they don't have a good record for me to have faith in it you know so i don't you know like but they're gonna continue with Aquaman they're gonna make like how many Joker movies like 500 I don't <laughs> like... well that's because that's because the last I heard what they're planning to do with these movies is not so much a shared universe a shared multiverse where multiple different storylines can take place at the same time 
So, and Elseworlds? Yes, it's not going to be cohesive. Yeah, it's not going to be cohesive like Marvel's vision. It's going to be, you know, you could have three different takes of Batman. And then what are they going to do at the end of this? Like in in their 10-year span, like when they hit their 10-year circle, they're going to do Crisis and wipe it all away and see if they can actually start one? What? (laughs) See, okay, here's, here's my problem with that. One, this is all still speculation and hearsay. Um... Yeah. All those movies you mentioned are to be determined, to be announced. What hypothetical? What what, what what movies that I mentioned? Uh, Aquaman is getting made. Aquaman. No, 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 no. He he mentioned like the Joker stuff and the Elseworld stuff and all the rest of it. Like so I thought they're they fully in on the Joker one. Until they put a date on it, Mike? No, they're not. Yeah, I, I agree with Bo. The, fa- the fact is they have ideas for these things and names for them, but wow. until contracts are signed and you know, things are progressing. You can't really go with so, that. So with that idea in mind, I, I want to nail down what certifiably is happening. Aquaman is happening. It Shazam happened. is in production. It's happening. Wonder Woman 2, they have a release date. It's currently in development. That's happening. And that's it. That's where it ends. So Wonder Woman 2, Shazam, and Aquaman. That's uh, all they got. Okay, I do- well... They got a release date for Cyborg and the Green Lantern Corps, too. No, they, but they don't have directors attached to it. They don't have names attached to it. That's they kind have of a, like a, They have screenwriters attached to the, the Green Lantern Corps, and they have a story and producers attached to the Green Lantern Corps. They just don't have uh, directors and screenwriters attached but to that, Cyborg. But that, but that puts it in development, not necessarily uh, with a release in mind. So, as we've seen with other movies, you can have all the plans you want but until you actually execute and put a date in there it, it can get pushed back it cannot happen it can fall on the vine a lot of things can happen look at okay. look at flash yeah flash well, is a one, great example because it's had several directors tied to it that have left well wonder woman is filming freaking yes. cyborg and green lanterns like you guys said are in development and freaking aquaman and shazam are in post-production yes so I can only work with the three movies that I know are for a fact, right? So Wonder Woman 2, you know they're going to bank on that. They're going to do that. They have a date. I think it's November 1st of 2019. Uh, Shazam, supposedly April of 2019. It's in post right now. uh, Or production getting to post. And Aquaman, which is in post. Um, Knowing those are the three movies that they have and everything else is sort of up in the air, what can DC really do with it? But you know what? It, it goes to show how monumental their failure is when we consider Wonder Woman a success. Because if you ask me, yes, did I come out of that movie enjoying it? Yes. But at the same time, it was more like... how it was more bad, like a weak Marvel movie. Yeah. How bad did you fail in this? Because the well, fact no, is... No, see, oh, go ahead. No, the fact is, it's like almost like an abusive, uh, abusive relationship syndrome. They abused you so bad that when they showed you some niceness by taking you out on a date, you feel like the relationship has changed. This can go on. But no, <laughs> that's not the case. Listen. Because honestly, half the movie of Wonder Woman was good. No, no, no. Two-thirds. I'll give it two-thirds. No. Okay. All right. So here, here, let me tell you the disappointing thing of Wonder Woman, Bo. That and third act is... falls apart. No, it's not even just the third act. If you remove Wonder Woman from the story... It's Captain America. but that's No, just, no, no. Even worse. Everything that was accomplished in the movie still happens. The town that she saved gets wiped out anyway. Uh, the stopping of the bombs and the shipping of the bombs was stopped by the guys, not her. They wouldn't have got there if they couldn't have cut through No Man's Land, though, Mike. Yeah, no, but they, he's, they could have he, spied on through, to be honest with you, like they were planning to do. They were planning to spy on through the no man's land. No, Mike's got a strong point because if you think about it, Wonder Woman is just there. She's she like, fought Ares who did nothing. Ares wasn't doing anything but letting people's evil greed drive them forward. So whether she beat him or not... So you're saying would, the protagonist and the antagonist were completely irrelevant. Okay, I can yeah, see that. They, yeah, that, that, that was my... That was my problem on rewatching it. While I, why I still haven't added it to my collection of superhero movies, it was so disappointing. It, like on the rewatch, it was like, huh. So in the end, she 
accomplish if you remove her in Aries, it nothing happens. When you do that in a movie with with an antagonist and protagonist, if you remove them both and nothing changes, what was the point? And then at the end of it, when you when you have the hope that she will go on and fight forward, you remember watching BVS and finding out that she disappeared for ages, so she didn't do anything after. So she did nothing. She came out of Themyscira and did nothing. Yeah, the movie was good, but Mike's right. It was an abusive kind of good. Like, you, it was filmed well, and you know they had some good acting and scenes and a story through line, but you liked it mainly because your expectations was driven so low you were just happy to see something that had any kind of light in it well that's kind of where that's kind of where i was at with justice league i was just happy to get some semblance of justice league no matter how bad it was and the reason why i said if half of it was successful and the other half wasn't was because if you look at it only two parts in the second half were any good that was the one field you know when she was on the field in uh you know no man's land that one scene and then her in England, you know. The, in, the entire beginning of uh, the Themyscira and the backstory and stuff like that, that was all cool. Yep. That was all cool. I, I liked all of it. I liked all of it. Like, um, But the second she got to the real world and did nothing except protect one guy who dies in the end. <laughs> well, to, to be fair, she technically fails at that too. So yeah, yeah, because he dies in the end anyway. Like I said, like, like... Uh, the alley was the problem, you know? Like, that's where things would have been different. That's where she really affected things. If she was removed from the movie and he got ran into those guys in the alley, he might have died. Oh, and no, Bo, two more movies are actually going along. It's just they're not, they're not very deep in development, but they are being developed. Be- because uh, one of them has a Margot Robbie tied to it. You know, Suicide Squad? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Her and Will Smith... And that's a definite. It's happening. And the other one is something Margot Robbie's doing, which could either be Birds of Prey or a Poison Ivy solo movie or, uh, I mean, her and Poison Ivy or her and Joker. I I understand what you're saying about that. But again, a a lot of the movie process is production. And until you get a solid date, things change. They either put it on the shelf, they push it back, they... All these sorts of things happen. They change up the writing team. They rewrite. They redirect. So a lot of those things can completely derail an entire movie. No, which I, I've seen I understand plenty of times. That. So the whole in-process thing, I can't. I I don't want to consider those until I get a definitive. This is happening, and this is a release date. The only reason why I say it's more than likely is because you have Margot Robbie's production company involved. So she's you know, adamant to do it. And it will happen because right now they want her, (laughs) you know, they want her to do things. I still call it iffy in the end. I mean, all right, well, yeah, sure. I'm not invested in it either way. I mean, come on, let's face it. Suicide squad. I mean, my guess would be, it'd probably be birds of prey, but I mean, like, again, whether it's suicide squad two or birds of prey or some other shit show, how many times can DC afford to do this? And it falls short. Oh, it's a and, it does, and and does it help their idea of an, a big broad universe? I don't think it does. Oh, it's a terrible idea because if you think about it, even in Suicide Squad, Harley was not that great. People loved Harley because of who she is from the background of the comic. People wanted that, and what they got was they were okay. just happy to see Harley. They were yeah, happy to see Harley, but but she didn't bring anything she, she was still just she was at least harley yeah she was identifiable as harley quinn and that's what people loved about her they imprinted a lot more on her than actually happened right and you know what roll with it sure let's see if we can market that why not but the idea in suicide suicide squad was weak that was the problem i mean the overall idea going on in because honestly you got a cosplayer is all i'm not saying margot robbie is a bad actress i'm just saying what you got was, yeah, uh, Harley showed up. Okay. <laughs> you know, it wasn't that interesting. She showed up. Okay. Okay. But, like, okay, so the reason why I think this is an important question is because at some point, well, first and foremost, AT&T now owns Warner Brothers. So 
the parent company AT&T has a very uh, real chance of kind of going you guys are burning a lot of cash there and you're not getting a lot of uh, return on, that's your, on the investment. That's how that works with big companies uh, though, Bo. I'm saying it's a possibility. No, because here's All what right. you set down. One, a lot of big companies don't micromanage the little companies. They just let the companies do their process unless they stop making money, then they dump them. Two, all those movies made money. All those movies made money. They a made lot a lot of money. They also probably lost money, Mike. No, when they made a lot of money. Okay. That's that's why they're Justice the League lost money. How? How? Reshoots. Uh, advertisements. Like, Justice League was not... If, if it broke even, it'd be a miracle. No, it All did right. break even. It did break even. It did a little bit of money. But you see, that's not what, that's not what they want. They want gobsmacks of money. They want Black Panther money. And they didn't get that, you know, for what they wanted. Because, okay, a movie company is not happy with breaking even or even, uh, let's say, 100 million over the, the price tag. They want hundreds of millions. That's why Black Panther, everyone is like, oh, we have to get the next Black Panther. Because Black Panther was done on a 100 million budget. Maybe with advertising, we could say 200 million, and it made a billion dollars. That's, That's what they you want. make money. Yeah. That's what they want. Yes. No, and, they made their, they made their money, Mike, because um I mean, they made 600 and something million off And of if Justice it cost League. them 500 million No, it cost them 250 million. Initially? Yeah. But no, then that's all not together. Kind of, their Mike budget does. was 250 million. That in, that includes a lot of things, bro. No, but I, it, but it doesn't like It really doesn't because what, that's not going to count the reshoots. That they had no, to it do. does count the reshoots, bro. Okay, all I'm saying is by box office standards, you could say what is a success and what's a failure. Justice League is considered a financial success. And a critical failure. And a critical failure. Wonder Woman was just a success. Because it, it had the lowest budget out of all their movies of $149 million, and they made 800 and something million out of that. And it was a critical success. So they just... They just did good across the board with Wonder Woman. Suicide Squad was a financial success and a critical failure. Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice was a huge financial success, but it's just like, a, but a critical failure. Look and at Sony same, with oh sorry. And the same thing goes with Man of Steel. Like you were gonna say, Sony and Batman and Spider-Man Three. Yes. There, there were Spider-Man movie, but it's the highest grossing Spider-Man movie. Yes. Okay. But it didn't do as much as they wanted it to do. And that's the problem. Because studio execs want... No, no. It did. That's why they kept going with Spider-Man. They, Sony was fine with the money that Spider-Man made. They were not fine with the critical reception. Yeah, Sony, but... so, Sony is known to act like out of hat for the critical reception. That's why they hop around so much. But no, Mike, they did want more money. They wanted cocaine money. Everybody yeah, wants cocaine money, but... But I think it's important because you're talking about movie companies and you're talking about large companies, okay? So, keeping that in mind, they're not in the business of losing money and they're not in the business of just burning cash. They want to make money. And they're doing they're they're trying to push a huge universe to make the kind of money that Marvel and Disney are. All right, that's the goal. Clearly. Yeah, which to me is psychotic. Because if you think about it, this is Marvel didn't make a precedent. I mean, oh, okay, sorry. Properly, yes, they made a precedent. But the fact is, something like that has never actually been done before. So who's to say it could actually work with another IP? I mean, yes, the in theory, yes. But, like, look at Star Wars. It's seeing that it's having an issue. Like, it can't quite copy what marvel did uh universal studios couldn't quite copy what marvel did you know sony's trying it and let's see how venom and the other movies they're gonna have can come out but the fact is you know one could be a fluke unless you have a second or third company succeed you know it's just right now virgin territory but you got to understand it's not superheroes that make these movies good it's good movies that make these movies good you know it's so, Absolutely, like, but it's a it's a it's a waste of a superhero, Mike. When they have such fertile ground, and they're just falling on their face trying to do it. Well, that's because they don't put much stake in the hack and in, in, in the 
old hackneyed bit of being a good story and they put it all on the freaking costume and say that because it's a superhero it'll do good like you know let's make him interesting and edgy and that'll be the audience bringer dc is failing and that's, yeah, yeah that's the bottom yeah. line and the thing is yes it's a possibility for them to make a shared universe yes there is but the fact is, again, until Marvel did it, I can't think of anything that actually had a shared universe to the extent Marvel did. No, so Marvel, who, Marvel's bench, setting the benchmark, absolutely. Right. So who no, knows they're not even that, setting the benchmark. They're a unique hallmark that might be uncopyable unless you have the right ingredients of the masterminds behind getting this done. Right. It's like it's like the NFL. It might be like movie, like the other movie studios don't have the proper mindset and ingredients to do this because they are in a different mindset altogether. And Marvel Studios is a studio that was created out of a unique circle of people. The same people who run Marvel Studios are the same people who ran Marvel Studios the day they stepped up to to do Iron Man. It's the same crew. Oh yeah, with unique circumstances because if you think about it, their major characters they didn't own them. Yeah, so they had to double down on the C and D list characters because we're let's be honest, Iron Man was never an A list character until Iron Man came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was not. Neither no, was because- Thor. Neither was Thor, and neither was Captain America. Their A list characters were the X Men and Spider Man. That was that was that was their big sellers. Even like yeah, that maybe their- in the maybe in the like from the nineties on. No, because or no like the one, late eighties to nineties, but Iron Man and Thor pretty much the no, Avengers no one, in particular. No, 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 no one knew the Avengers or Iron Man like that. Agree with you there, but they knew Spider Man. They knew the X Men. These people had a popularity beyond just the comics. You know, what oh, I'm absolutely. I'm, I'm talking about just the comics as far as no, like no, fertile ground versus the worldwide identity. As Spider Man, I give that to Spider Man easy. Yeah. Spider-Man and the X-Men because they've been popular since the 90s. That cartoon put them on the map and the three other cartoons that followed kept them there. You know, you know what I'm saying? Um, Iron Man, he's had lukewarm media appearances. Uh, same thing with Thor. He had laughable media appearances, you know? And because, kept- okay. Oh. Maybe because the I- Hulk because of the TV series, possibly. Yeah, Hulk, mm-hmm. yeah. Hulk, yeah. yeah. But yeah, they didn't own Hulk. Yeah, they didn't, yeah, they own, didn't him own him either. Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> they still don't hopefully own him. It's just Universal is more of a ball player. Right. <laughs> you know? But my only thing is this. I mean, I hate to compare it to something other, uh, another field, but I will. Like sports. There's one undefeated football team. Never happened. I mean, hasn't happened since. That's the Miami Dolphins. Sure, the Patriots came close, but they didn't. You know? Uh, the Bulls had an amazing basketball record, but they won the championships. Golden State beat that record, but they didn't win the championship. Sometimes things are just elusive. They're like they're like a one of a kind thing, and it's hard to copy. Now I'm not saying I'm not trying to put Marvel on a pedestal and say it can never be done, but I'm just saying it hasn't been. So who's to know that it could be? Yeah, um, like if you look at Kevin Feige's background, he doesn't have the typical background of a studio head. You know what I'm saying? So it could be a different thinking method that's working behind this that's making it successful. You know, it could be that different method of thinking. Oh, absolutely. Um, and then you top it all off with the the, the heads of DC doing their uh, movies for the DCEU. And they're very comfortable in, like, TV series and movies and stuff, but they're no, they're no Feige at all. No. Um, and Goyer, for example, is... And Snyder are sort of on record as having a bit of a uh, personal disdain for the comic book genre medium in general, and always seem to want to try to subvert that idea and do something artistic or more movie movie based or innovative. Also, you got to take into account when Feige is a producer, right? He mm-hmm. is a studio producer, and he puts behind him an importance that this these things go this certain way. Like, he got into the Marvel stuff mainly because, uh, what, whatchamacallit, Avi Arad, you remember that guy? Mm-hmm. Was impressed with his extravagant knowledge of the Marvel Universe and how the characters should be portrayed. And from there, he never left. 
from there he never left. He was just in. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. Yeah, it is. It, I think it ha it's more to do with just it's a unique set of circumstances that coalesced to do this. With yeah, let's see how they would be with. Let's see how they would be when Feige eventually goes away. I mean, they would, <laughs> you know, he it, it will happen. It won't be forever. Yeah, yeah, it won't um, be forever. But at the same time, I gotta feel like they'll be in decent condition by that point. I mean, they'll definitely have faith behind them. They already do, Mike. They've been they've almost got twenty films under their belt in like a decade. That's not shabby at all. No, um, that's some Bond numbers with less than the, Bond time. Uh huh, and then I look at DC's track record, and I look at Green Lantern and Man of Steel and Justice League, and all their other, you know, we we tried, but it just kind of just fell on its side and didn't quite work out. Maybe DC should follow Batman's advice. But I, you know what? Maybe DC should follow Marvel's advice. They no. already had, Marvel said, "Go back to your roots, man." Like the, no, no but that's Donner the same. And the rest that, of them. That you mean you mean the Russo brothers' advice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because no, here's Batman's advice: save one. Remember, save one, and let's see where you are. They should just like make one good movie, and then go from there. But I think Mike made a huge point with Feige. The fact is, it's hard to get someone like a Feige. You know, and that's why they call it now a Feige. Like DC, when they put up that other guy, I forgot who DC's guy was that they just recently not fired, but kind of let go to pasture. Jeff you Johns? Know? I think so. Jeff Johns, no, right. It's not Jeff, it, it wasn't Jeff Johns, but they're oh. thinking about bringing Jeff Johns in to replace no. that guy you're talking about. No, that, no, they brought Jeff Johns in. No, it was oh, Jeff Johns. Oh, oh, that's right. No, sorry. Right. They're, they're going to they're possibly putting him on that uh, Green Lantern movie or some shit. Oh, no. Jeff Johns was on the original Green Lantern movie, and he was on a number of failures. They're actually taking him off is what they're doing right now. It's anyway. a shame because everything I heard said he, he told them not to do half the things that they did, and they did anyway. <laughs> Well, it, uh, it doesn't matter because he was technically the studio head for that or whatever. He was a major uh, contributor to, you know, that. But uh, like Mike was saying, Feige just had – Feige has a vision of how it should go. And whatever it is, his vision is working. Like, for instance, uh, he looked at uh, – what's the guy who did the Ant-Man movie? Um, the heist? The guy – because it's a heist movie and not just a superhero movie? No, 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 not that part. The guy who did the Ant-Man movie, who was originally slated to direct it and did a lot of it until he got let go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his face from uh, the, 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 the Cornetto trilogy guy? Right. They saw, they saw what he was doing and they were like, you know what? It's good, but it doesn't work for us. And they were willing to let him go. They you even know? paid his kill fee, man. Right. They were willing to let him go. The problem with DC was they never got the top man who had a good vision, who liked the characters, and told Snyder or various other people who had these visions to say, these directors who wanted to do their own story to go like, no, that just doesn't fit. A dark Superman just does not work. Yeah, well, who knew? <laughs> Seriously. Well, yeah, that, that's what I'm trying to say. Basically, Feige, and again, I'm not trying to prop him up either, like Marvel. It's just Feige is a unique circumstance. And that's why they go around talking about DC needs a Feige or Universal needs a Feige. I've said but, this a couple of times. Like, they really need somebody to, like, steer the boat. And I don't think they got anybody. Yeah, um, Geoff uh, Jones. Jeff Johns. Jeff yeah. Johns. Yeah, he was act he stepped down from his executive role at DC Entertainment and entered into a writer producer deal with Warner Brothers. Okay. So so yeah, he was brought in a while ago and then I mean, you, you guys you guys you guys hit on a point though because the reality is 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 there anybody else like Feige to do that? Like he probably doesn't work for the company, yeah, but sure. <laughs> who, who, who do you put in that spot for Warner Brothers to like pull it together and be like, okay, this is what we got to do? Well, here's who lays the, out the plan and the groundwork. But here's the other unique factor about the Marvel Studios in comparison to Warner Brothers. Okay, Marvel Studios went into the business to make comic book movies, 
using these comic book characters. So they have no other option but to make those movies using that IP. They don't have other movies to fall on. That's their gimmick. They're making these movies. Warner Brothers is an entire movie studio. They can make dozens of all movies using all sorts of different IP. They don't have to stick with friggin' comic book movies. So they have a lot of different kind of cooks around them. I mean, they got Harry Potter cooks. They got friggin' uh, 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 Road to Perdition cooks. They got everything that they need so they don't have that laser focus. Because with Marvel, it is succeed or die. You know what I'm saying? They got to succeed with this IP or they fail. Period. Yeah. They went in like that. And and they went in risky because all their early movies, they 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 went in. Thor was a risk. Um, Iron Man was a I, risk. They were all yeah, risks. Yeah, they, Iron Man was a big risk because who the fuck is Iron Man? The world didn't know Iron Man. And you're using Robert Downey Jr., who at the time was, don't use Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He doesn't put butts in seats. You know what I'm saying? And then Thor. Who did they use for Thor? They used um, the guy who played Kirk's father. That's all he did before this. Kirk's father in the new Star Star Trek. He doesn't put butts in seats. Then they once again shelled out another Hulk movie with friggin' uh, Ed Norton, who's notoriously hard to work with. Come on. And then they kept going with this with this beat. They did it a second time with Iron Man 2. Then they went with Captain America. And who'd they take for Captain America? They took the guy who played the Human Torch in the panned Fantastic Four movie. And all else he's known for that is comedy version, the comedy version of She's All That. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, like, really? The guy, like, up until that point, Chris Evans was famous for having a banana in his butt. <laughs> you know, like, come on. <laughs> like, seriously. Cause now, I, I tr- now look at him. I, I truly think that's what's the the defining difference between Marvel and DC movies, which is basically Feige. Because if you look at it, DC tried the same thing Marvel did. Take your best comic book stories and put them up on screen. They tried I don't think that. they were desperate. It, that's ish, the problem. Ish. No, they did it both. Look, Marvel did it ish. That wasn't Age of Ultron. That was kind of Age of Ultron. That was not even kind, kind of. of Infinity War. That not was kind of, yeah, so, so on and so forth. DC did the same thing. That was kind of Death of Superman. That was kind of De- uh, D- Batman Dark Knight. That was kind of, you know. Yeah, here's just- the difference is there was a more of a focus with the Marvel ones. And uh, you felt like the people who wrote and did these movies actually read more than the titular comics of these people. You know what I'm saying? So you felt other elements of their stories. Because that wasn't at all Age of Ultron. It just had Ultron in it. Age of Ultron has, is its big premiere part of it is time travel and Wolverine. <laughs> right, Mo? <laughs> yeah, very. Yeah, well, you know. We, we try not to remember the actual source material, which is why I, I was shaking my head when they were like, Age of Ultron. I'm like, wait, what? Like the comic? No, really? That can't be good. Mo had a good point to Snyder and Goyer these guys want to subvert the genre they didn't want to make an ode to it they wanted to say hey this is Superman if he were on a bad day or well they didn't go that like that but you know it's a guy who just doesn't like the genre and wanted to put his own stamp on it and that's the same problem I had with the Doctor Who guy uh, the lead guy from Doctor Who stop Uh, trying what's his name Moffat yeah, Moffat. No, Stop no, trying no. to put your own stamp on it to make it the best of the best and try to def- uh, try to love the character. So yeah, yeah. So for me, the 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 things that I watch that resonate the most with me are the things that feel like it's somebody who made it doesn't have to be a fanboy, but is at least some partially appreciates or enjoys the material. But that's not always and necessary either. I didn't say it was, but for me I've noticed, like, when a movie or a show or a series feels like a love letter to the genre or the characters. Like, I love I love this thing, and I love this thing, and it's, I love this thing, and it's, you know, I can rattle off a handful of shows, but even uh, Favreau, for example, is the best example. You know, 
he loved loved the character and he just wanted to do Iron Man. That's it. That's all he wanted. He wasn't trying to do anything crazy or impressive. He was just like, I love Iron Man. Here's Iron Man. This let me share this thing I love. And for all its flaws, Iron Man's not perfect. You can tell he cared. Yeah. And it cared. Yeah, definitely. Over. He cared. Alright, that's all I need. Just care. Alright? Stop trying to impress me. Don't don't try to be like, oh look, let me subvert these things and Oh, you didn't expect that, did you? I don't need any of that shit. Just care about it. All right? Okay, or at least respect the character that you're doing. Like, know him and do him. Because in the case of the Russo brothers, they didn't like Captain America. They didn't. But they read him, understood him, knew what he was about, and they put that on the screen. That's what they did. They didn't try to subvert him. They just put him in darker circumstances, but kept him who he is. Kept him being what he is and you don't have to love the character just know that people do love that character and that's what you need to deliver i could i could say this though it's like i i have a feeling if snyder had done iron man he would have taken the drunk iron man storyline you know <laughs> oh demon and, in a bottle yeah, oh, demon yeah. in a bottle and it'd be like yes present that level well, of well iron technically man. As iron the first man touches on that. iron man one does touch on demon in a bottle a little bit Oh, Iron, Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2, two touches on Sorry, it. Sorry, was it 2? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's 2. When he's all upset about the suit and stuff. Yeah, I mean, they touch on it. It's, it doesn't. But yes, I agree. Zack Snyder would have gone grim dark with it. He would have had him get raped somewhere. <laughs> down, down to the colors. He would have been like, oh, Tony Stark wouldn't choose hot rod red and gold. He would choose <laughs> like crimson know, red. Crimson blood and red. Brass and gunmetal. <laughs> Is that Darkness. what is, is? Is Snyder just the '90s? Is that what's going on? No, no, he's. Um, no, yeah. I don't think he's the '90s. No, I don't think so. Because uh, no, because his stuff is shiny. Also, no, <laughs> you know, the Watchmen is like he nailed that. It's so '90s. Did it's... he? No, the Watchmen is '80s, buddy. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the Watchmen's Watchmen was made in 1986. Dude. In, in a sense, he didn't nail it because I, I, I'll say this: I did like the Watchmen. But it didn't feel like it took place in the 80s. That's the music did. The music did. Well, great. Yeah, the music. The music. Well, the music spanned a lot of decades, but yeah, yeah. I mean... Intro- okay, all right. Was the... You know, we got to go that on another topic. Another, Or actually, we could go into it now. Was the Watchmen good? It was okay. It was decent. Or was it a music video with a lot of cool scenes and scenarios? No, no, did it ca- That's Sucker Punch. That's Sucker Punch. Okay, Sucker Punch withstanding. Did the Watchmen movie capture the feel of the Watchmen book? No. Because it followed the beats precisely. I will give it that. It did. It pre- yeah, absolutely precisely. And I've watched the super extended, like, I don't know, five-hour cut of this thing with the, anima- with the animated pirate thing inside of it and all the cuts in it and everything in the beatdown of the uh, old owl, night owl and everything in it. And I'm like, yeah, he put everything he could from the book on the screen, but I still, while I enjoyed watching it, I still didn't feel the same feeling I got reading Watchmen. No, because it failed to capture the soul. See, it's a beautiful production, but it's hollow. Because the thing about the Watchmen is, even now I can remember when I read it, and I read it like 20 years ago, you know, but I could remember the sensation of impending doom. And the filth to it. Right. It was was grimy, and you could feel that something bad was coming and you just couldn't put a name or a face or what to it yeah and also like i was saying with the filth that's a good one right there mike the filth to it like the filth was palpable tasteable like there was there was something dirty and real about their world meanwhile no matter how much dirt and filth he threw on the screen the watchman the movie felt shiny and polished it felt like a um a maquette uh, a model of its original image like the best looking version of it but it was the shiny version it's like it felt like the samurai toy of batman meaning mm. it's batman like but is it batman but it's like that's <laughs> that's all like 300 too i mean like i can say the same exact I think thing he captured about 300. 300 better though he captured 300 better because 300 was not deep the book was not deep 
It really wasn't. The book was a surface level book. Because when you read 300, you feel that surface levelness, and the movie was still surface level just as it treaded the same water as the book, even when he added that extra plot politics in it to, to I guess, pad the runtime. See, it, I think. It- I think in 300, though, he did capture the soul there. And because here's the why. the soul was about a different thing. Yeah, it was different. Yeah, it was grimy. Not grimy. It was gory, masculine, violent. You know, this is what you wanted from That is what the book was. It, yeah. At, at its core, that's what it was. Mike is right. It was just masculine, grimy, bloody, and, and gory, and, like, glorifying the... Yes. the, the Every the, the war was glory. This is Sparta. We you can smell our sweat. We're gonna beat the shit out of you, fucking Persians, and, with our. And madness. that's where I was gonna go with it because <laughs> you know. the actors all conveyed that. Yeah. In in uh, Watchmen, the mistake there was only the guy playing Rorschach, and that's why he remember he's remembered after that movie, and well, that's why he, he scored a number of movies after it. He, he's he was the best one of the bunch. Yeah. Right. He's remembered for it because he did capture Rorschach. If he was in a better movie, that he could have transcended with that role. Actually, I felt Night Owl when he wasn't in costume captured Night Owl. Yes. But yeah. once you put him in costume, he was too And clean. I think that I think that was the flaw of the costume design to make him up better. Because yes. the guy playing Night Owl was Night Owl until he put on the suit. But when he was in the suit and he spoke, he was still Night Owl, but you didn't feel Night Owl. And I think that was because the sad patheticness of Night Owl didn't come through in that costume. Because mm-hmm. there's a level of patheticness in Night Owl that was in the book. You know what I'm saying? Do you, Night Owl do you was think the uh, comedian was captured well or no? Yeah, he was captured fine. He was, he was fine. fine. I mean, yeah, he, he, could, he could have been more, but he was fine. He was perfectly cast. He was absolutely perfectly cast. Um, his scenes got to zero in on him and they didn't get to, they didn't, they weren't given room to fuck up. He was missing a layer of filth to him. The character was filthy, but he was filthier in the comic. The guy, there was a layer, there was a layer of more sleaze and disgust with him. And it was replaced by, um, callousness and nonchalant attitude by, um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And because he had to zero in on that. And Vite and Silk Spectre were just lost. Absolute failure. Absolutely yeah. lost. Yeah, yeah. What about and Manhattan? I, he, he was, was okay. Fine. He was fine. It, okay. Because there is no... The, the depth to Manhattan is something you've got to see in it because you can't convey it in the performance. You're not supposed to. That's yeah. the problem with Manhattan. You're not supposed to convey it in the performance except with the sad moments. And that's what... They did that. They did that. But I, th- I think they were scared... To try the 80s, though. Because, like yeah. I said, that story is so in-depth into the 80s. Uh, it, no, it's not dated. Like, some things are fine in a moment. Like, you enjoy, you enjoy uh, what's that movie? Oh, my God, Back to the Future. Because when you watch it, you feel the 80s. You love the idea of the movie. The movie's fun. And it reminds yeah. you of being alive then. Watchmen, when I read it, reminds me of the bad parts of the 80s. Like, the, you know, the fear of nuclear war. And even the, the I was a kid and I didn't people. Yeah. And I didn't feel it. But, I, you know, the comic transcended that and made me feel it. You get it? Yeah. It made you feel so, what it was like to be an adult in the 80s. Right. So, you know, it just failed to capture that. The movie itself just failed completely. Because here's okay. the thing. I think the only part of the Watchmen movie that captures its time periods is the intro. Because the intro doesn't go yes. in for clean. It goes in for time period. It had to zero in on the time period. And those brief moments were solid snippets of the moments. And that's where it came in. And the rest of the movie didn't follow that. Okay, so let me let me do a direct uh, compare contrast. Justice League. Same, same team for the most part. Same idea. The intro to Justice League is... Superman with that creepy stash on his, the creepy CG <laughs> lips on him. But that's and but, no, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. You if you're what? setting the tone for Justice League, and you got some kid with a handheld camera, and he's asking Superman a bunch of questions, and Superman just falls flat, completely. and then like completely flat, and that whole tone 
is for the rest of the movie. It yeah, all falls flat. Here, let me tell you what makes that fall flat even the worse. Is the fact that that moment was zeroing in on trying... That was their moment for Superman to display that he loves humanity. And they took that moment f- to display that Superman loves Lois instead. Mm-hmm. That's what Superman's all about. Because the kids ask him, why does he do this? What is he, what is he like about Earth? And he looks off to the side and to the middle distance. And you know what he's thinking. He's thinking Lois, because that's what that scene was all about. It was about yeah. Lois. Lois. Which is not Superman. Superman is human, except for the... Like, like Mike zeroed in on this a while ago, not on the podcast, not on the episode, but in normal conversation, that there's a part in the movie that best describes Superman in the comics, but not in the movie, where Batman explains why Superman is more human than him. And that line is amazingly accurate to Superman, but not accurate to Superman portrayed in these movies. Because yeah. right. Batman is not a human being. He's only a human being genetically and DNA speaking. He's a human in spite of himself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right? <laughs> Everything about Batman is not the way a human behaves. Everything about Superman in the comics is the way it a is. human behaves. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I've said this before. If Batman loses being Batman, he rails in a corner until he's Batman again. If Superman loses being Superman, he goes to work because he loves journalism. He loves what he went to school for. He loves being in this big city. He loves everything about the world. He knows no other... Like, Krypton is a history lesson to him. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's a history lesson to him. He has no attachments beyond it. I I, I think though Superman does have an issue with losing being Superman because Superman also is connected to trying to be the person that wants to keep everybody safe. No, no, because it's a responsibility. That's why he does it. He has the power to do it, so he does it because he would be an asshole if he didn't. Right. You know what I'm saying? But when Superman had lost his power, he would call authorities if, if people needed help. He would help when he thinks he can actually help. But other than that, he would just be a person, yeah. a good Super- person. Yeah, Superman lives within his means. What I mean by that is, like, if he didn't have powers, he would be working soup kitchens, making investigative reports against, uh, f- you know, slumlords. That's and how he would crime fight and against all this other. darkness. Right. But because he has powers, he feels like he has to do this because he can. Like, I have the power to fight this bad guy. You don't. So I will do it. But then as soon as it's done, he goes back to just... Living within his means, being who he is, which is Clark. That was what was wrong about the original Superman movies, the Donner movies. Now, while we love them, we love and adore them. The thing is, is what they captured was little Abner, this this version of Superman where he's this meekish man. But if you read the comics of the time period, even the Fleischner cartoons before that, Clark was a confident reporter and an upstanding, big-breasted man who, you know, stood up for the injustice, whether he was Superman or not. You know what I'm saying? He he wasn't meekish and tailgating well, no. after Lois. Yeah, yeah. No, no. He, he Donner definitely plays that part up in, in his uh He doubled series. down so that he could have a Shazam at the same time as a Superman. Yes. That's why Absolutely. that's why that's why the Dinny run of Superman is so beloved. Because yeah. if you watch it from the beginning, you'll notice that Clark is confident. Meanwhile, Superman isn't. He's not confident in his powers. He's not confident in what he's doing. He just knows he has to do it. By the end of the cartoon, that's when you get what Superman is. You know, a confident guy. But Clark was always confident. He Clark never was confident. Superman had well, doubts. Yeah, and Clark <laughs> never hated his life. He's never been like, oh, you know, I'm distant from man. No, because he's eating hot dogs with men. And he's watching sports with them. And he knows he, no other thing. He's a big sports fan. He loves working on the farm. He had friends. He lived yeah, a pretty he, he, good... He's Captain, he's Captain Middle America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's Captain Middle America. Which, which, you know what? Again, I've never liked Superman. I was never a fan. But then but getting I am it com- wrong, man. Yeah, I'm completely disgusted by the fact that People, writers, artists, directors would look at this character and say, I don't know what to do with him. He's just so too much. I need to compare him to Jesus. No, no, you don't. (laughs) Because Clark would never write a Bible telling other people how to live. Clark wouldn't collect the posse. 
people around him, you know, the wisdom of mankind, because that's not Clark. It never was Clark, and it was never Superman. So to make a Superman allegory into Jesus is just disturbing and disgusting. You're just trying to make a godlike figure in a movie and try to put on airs that shouldn't be there. He's just a normal guy who's good. He's a he's just, but he's not normal at the same time, and right. the reality is, is we're talking about socially emotional. No, yeah. thing. That's what Snyder gets stuck on is right. the idea that he's not normal. There's no way his his upbringing could have been normal. He has to be flawed in some inherent and intrinsic way, and the only well, way he the only correlation he could make with is the man God scenario. If if they ever followed the storyline properly, like they like they supposedly read these things and watch these things, they would know that Superman never developed his powers until late teenager, late teenage though. Yeah. Even if that made a difference, because I don't think it would have made a difference. Was, I just think it, it would have. It was also the skill of the parents because they didn't make anything of their upbringing about the physical. Oh well, yeah, we, we we we've covered the basis of how you get the DCEU Superman. You just completely subvert Pa Kent and turn him into this sociopath. We, yeah, we we've all seen this plenty of times. That we, that pa was Kent was worst. beating his wife. Pa Kent was so that beating was, his wife. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the worst depiction of, of Pa Kent. But that's how you guarantee you can justify Dark Brutus. Superman is with a really crappy upbringing. Oh, um, yeah, that Superman matched his upbringing. Yes, absolutely. Yes. But now, in the fullness of picture, without getting too far down, just kicking on Superman... The Justice League movie is a fail, and this sets the tone for the rest of the universe for DC because you have The Flash, who's not really a hero, but is a hero. He's scared to help people. He's, he's scared to help people, ish. even though when you see him in the first 30 seconds, he's helping somebody in in uh, some sort of uh, bodega or corner store. Um, and he just wants to free his dad. But that has no bearing on his character development. Um, Cyborg, uh, his his dad, his relationship with his own dad, it's barely there. There's little to no development with him, and he's fucking pointless. go back pointless. to Teen Titans so he can actually be it, saved. He, he, he's really pointless. The one thing that he does is irrelevant. Um, yeah, Superman did it. Superman does it. Superman did Wonder, everything in that movie. Wonder Woman, her growth in character is, is kind of pointless because... Technically, she, she already one. did she it. She, she didn't have one. She was just kind of there. Um, and then Batman, who just runs around punching people and he like stopped murdering. Which, which to me, yeah, which to me is amazing. That was did they explain he's, he's, why? No, no. But did they explain why? Because he felt bad because it made Superman die. Yes. <laughs> I didn't you get know what, that. I just think he know, felt like people would start looking at him strangely if he. No, kept he never people. cared before. He you never know what? Another... Superman died. He felt bad. He felt he let him down. He had this delusion of who Superman was that never appeared in the movie, and so he stopped murdering people. And then Aquaman, who's just literally there to say like two lines: "Yahoo, booyah!" Or awesome. he was just there for the ladies to dick watch. Let's keep going. <laughs> and he couldn't stop a toilet overflowing. Oh. We have to save these people really quickly. Quick, let's get into the. The bat tank that slowly climbs up someplace. When you run at super speeds, you fucking fly. You got a grappling hook. You're like, what the fuck? We're all going to stand inside the giant crawling bat tank. Mike gave me another sliver of a look of something that bothers me right now that I just thought about Wonder Woman. Um, The thing with Wonder Woman, the other terrible thing about Wonder Woman is they didn't really depict her as a confident woman. Hear me out. You want her to be a feminist icon, which is great. She should be, right? But why all of a sudden is she taking a step back and not being as confident as she should be? Like, she should have looked at that situation and been like... Yeah, she should have looked at that situation and be like, no, we can handle this. You know, I can take this guy. We don't need uh, necromancy, pal. Yeah, yeah, we don't need to resurrect the dead. I don't need... Okay, I can get where she comes from with that because, you know... Greek pantheon, sure, you could resurrect a dead person. But at the same time, it'd be like, why do we need to resurrect Superman? I'm right here. And why couldn't she take on fucking Steppenwolf? Where was because our... she couldn't. Neither could Aquaman. Her and Aquaman were Fuck doing Aquaman. nothing. No, no, no. Literally, two of them, Wonder Woman and Aquaman, did nothing. 
Yes. Yeah, that's what Zero. blew my mind. Yeah. She was owning Doomsday, who murdered Superman, and freaking she beat the shit out of Ares like with powers like beyond what she displayed in any of these movies. Oh, because well, in her well, movie be, she she realized that she's a god. To be she's yeah. a god. To to be fair, her music didn't play when she was in the fight, so I guess she's <laughs> not allowed to unleash her full potential. And also, like, like, what was the point of the dirt floating at the end of Batman v Superman if they're going to throw a box in the water with his corpse and resurrect Revenant Superman? Because he's a Revenant now. You do understand that. He's a Revenant. He is, you, you know, you don't yes. undo death like that. He's now a Revenant. And I, honestly, I couldn't give See, it would have been better if he was just not dead and he resuscitated somehow. Well, 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 but now he's a revenant because they brought him back from the fucking dead. This is zombie Superman. <laughs> All right. And he never now died. he's happy. But he didn't die. That's what the end of the movie tells you. The, the fucking dirt lifts. He's kind of still there. Yeah, but, but then they I, said he died. I do recall the Avengers saving uh, the... Slovakia place, whatever that place was, <laughs> you know. Uh, I do Sokovia. I do Sokovia. remember them trying to save everyone in Sokovia. That's fine, okay, you know. So DC tries to up that by Yuri and his family. I couldn't care less about Yuri. They focus way too much on Yuri. How many five people? people. It wasn't even five people. It was just like three people they stopped to save. No, 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 because there was a town full, and they did show the town. They did it. They did that. They did that on purpose, so that you can see the Flash saving three people, and then have Superman lifting an entire building and saving everybody else. But my problem is they focused on that Yuri family way too much. But that's right. So you could feel like they were saving somebody important, or at least the Flash was. But it All didn't right. matter because Superman did his job better. Look, guys, you know what? We've gone over DC, and you know the yes. no, 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 no. Let's bring this back in. Where the hell does DC go from here? This is a shit show. Okay, what well, other we shit covered show that at the beginning have? of this? What, no, what but he's right. Show? If you're gonna close the show out, you gotta end with what can they do. What shit show do they have planned for us now? I think they need to zero in. I think I think the best thing that they can do from this point on is zero in and take it one step at a time. If they focus in on from story to story, if they're not going to do an extended universe and stuff like that, or only loosely connect them, then do that. Whatever they do, commit to it. Commit to it and write it hard. But whatever you do, commit to it and make sure that you're making it with with the characters in mind. My, we have Shazam coming. Shazam. Yeah. Who's they his might bad pull guy? it off. Who's his bad guy? It's not The Rock. I know. We'll find out. They might pull it off. They might not. Look, the thing with, the, th the other thing with Marvel. might be Seven Deadly Sins. I don't know. Cause my, it might be my, Felix Faust. But that, that's a problem that we don't know. This my, movie's my, getting close to post and no one has a clue. Mike is right. Focus on a movie at a time. Now, you could say that Marvel was building a bigger universe, but to be honest with you, those stones were throwaway. They were just MacGuffins. Yeah, yeah, we know the stones are MacGuffins. Right? Yeah, yeah, I'm saying that they linked yeah, together. Yeah, it was loose connectives, but they focused on... Like, you can watch the Iron Man trilogy and leave it at that. You can watch freaking the Thor trilogy and leave it at that. A lot of these things enclosed within themselves pretty well. Because they just throw, that's what the, at the end of the movie, bumps were for. They're, here's your connective. They're in the same universe. Or like a line here, a line there. And then they focused in on things. Like Ant-Man is completely secular for the most part. You know what I'm saying? He just exists in that universe. They gave him that universe as a playground. You know what I'm saying? The Suicide Squad relies on Superman and Batman. Batman versus Superman relies on Superman, Batman, and whatever. All these movies, the DC Universe has relied on each movie, which I, I, breaks I the whole, you know. I, I understand that, but see, I feel like we got a little bit, we got way off track here because we never talked about the upcoming Aquaman movie, all right? What's to talk about? Who, who's the big bad? There's two people. I actually know this. I, I, no, Black Manta is a sub-boss, and then it switches to Ocean Man Master, because Ocean Man Master is going to be played up as a member of his royal family, and then it goes into Ocean yes. Master being, being the main bad. And Black Manta is the sub-bad. He's the dragon before the freaking master. It's the typical storyline that they do with Aquaman all the time whenever they introduce him. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? They do this all the time with Aquaman. When they reboot him in the comics, it's, it's Black always Manta Ocean Master, Master, Black Manta. I know. It's always Black Manta than Ocean Master. When they did his animated thing, it's Black Manta, Ocean Master. <laughs> you know what I think what DC is setting up for with with Aquaman and Shazam is to say, look, this is why they haven't announced other movies past that, really. Look, these were under the old regime. We're putting them out there. Hopefully they do well. But don't worry. This is not where we're going in the future. And that's a problem. Because I don't think they're fully backing Aquaman. I don't think they should either. But I don't think they're fully backing But they're all Aquaman. in on Shazam. They're all in on Shazam. I don't know about that. Because remember, uh, Rock was supposed to be in it as Black Adam originally. They decided to switch it so Black Adam could be in his own movie. Or be part of something else. So you see right there, you're hedging bets now. You should have just thrown that in there. Yeah, they should have gone all in. I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Is like that they, they keep doing wrong. They keep, they keep tippy toeing, testing the water. Right. Just dive in, close your nose. Because oh, imagine, Sh- imagine Shazam worked with Black Adam. It was a good movie. You established Black Adam as a villain. Guess what? Now you have a villain who could be in another movie, much like Loki. You have a villain who could be in another movie. But now you're saving him for something else. Why? Why Which may or may not happen. Oh, I right. found out who the bad guy for the Shazam movie is. Doctor Thaddeus Savannah. He's an evil. I scientist. think he's a yeah. I think he's a sub like like the Black Manta's part. I think he's the the decoy. I think but, but we know else. it's not going to be who it should be, which should probably be Black Adam. But whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> and then Wonder Woman too. Who the hell knows? Cheetah. Cheetah. She's a oh, sub-boss. that's right. Kristen Wiig in like the most She's unlikely casting. No, 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 no. Yeah, most likely. I, I, f- I forgot what. No, no. There was because uh, Cersei's in it also. Yeah, I heard okay. Cersei might be in it too. Yeah, Cersei's in it also. So Cheetah's a sub thing in it. Yeah, so I mean, she- look, my the where I go with this ultimately is, I would have to steer either towards Crisis or Flashpoint to fix this, no, because I mean, it's a mess. Just it's a hot in. mess. They don't even need to do a gimmick to fix this. Just, just zero in. Like, I'm not saying it's a gimmick. Audiences I'm are so just hungry. Audience, look, the identity of these characters. See, this is where DC had the advantage. The identity of their characters are so known. Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, even Green Lantern are so known that the audiences were dying to see them. They're, they are way more forgiving to them starting than they would have been for a starting Iron Man that did shitty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I honestly don't think the audience cares. They don't care about the background. I mean, to an extent, they care about the background, but they don't need... Of course they do, because Marvel proves that they do. No, Marvel just made good movies. I think if... By by looking carefully at their backgrounds and telling compelling stories. Right, no, what what I'm trying to say is I don't think it matters if it's a shared universe, if it's not a shared universe. If If it's loosely shared, if it's an alternate universe. If this is the 12th Batman, if this is the first Spider-Man, the 30th this. I don't think the audience cares about that part because, as we've seen, we'll watch a Jack Ryan who's five different actors. Ooh, Harrison Ford and Jack Ryan Yeah, yeah, James Bond. No, no, I agree with with that. I do. But the movie company, the movie studio cares. They that's want also, that, the money. That's also where Marvel's backed into a corner because the identity of their characters are connected to a lot of the actors. The yeah, well, the that's what that's why they're saying that possibly they will do a comic turn and make it like a phase two. Uh, I mean, phase four Marvel will be introducing Cho New as characters. Hulk, yeah. uh, Cho as Hulk, um, female Thor, and various other things like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they're actually goes. They're supposedly going more cosmic. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, but again, you can do this when you're when you're Marvel Disney. All right, you've got a decade or so of movies. You have a guy plotting at your helm, planning post him. Like once I'm gone, this is what the the idea is. Stick with it, and you you should be all right. Whereas DC. Still struggling to get even, you know, a handful of movies in and any kind of cohesion. We're going to go on with this on and on and on. And the thing is, is like. So you're saying just one movie at a time. Yeah, I think I think they need to flashpoint and just reboot the whole thing because it's a hot mess. So you're saying reboot the whole thing. What do you say, Mike? Well, no, one movie at a time. So you you agree with me? Because wait, wait. 
Flashpoint would be nonsensical. It doesn't matter. The audience won't care if it's a non, if it's a crisis, if it's an infinite, you know, comic book people will, but the general audience don't care. They just want to see the character with a good villain and a good story. story That's yeah. all. That's what matters. And like, like, like I said, so we could zero in on this more. This is all like our catharsis. Because to be honest with you, invading every one of our episodes is talking about DC stuff, the DCEU and how it hurts. And I think this is our this was our chance to voice as much out of it until they come up with new stuff to hurt us. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, I think like, they're fucked and they deserve it. I think so. <laughs> Down the road, we won't have room. I think we can end talking about them every episode until December when Aquaman shits the bed. <laughs> All right. Pease the pool, you mean. Yeah, let's yeah, say yeah. Uh, float, float to turn. Like, on that note, I mean, like, okay, so we went over how Aquaman might float a turd or pees the bed or, you know, pisses the pot or whatever whatever analogy we're going for. Goes, I think goes belly up in the fishbowl. I think I think myself, Mike, my friend over here, Mike, and Bo, the three of us have covered a lot of things. Um, Pete is seeking gurus in Tibet right now to actually overcome his suffering at the hands of DC because he couldn't face this. It was too much for him. So, <laughs> yeah. So he'll be back not, later. Not really he, good lighting. Yeah, seriously. It really messed with his aura. Um, so I think, I, I think this has been a good catharsis, gentlemen. And on that note, see ya. Later. I will see you later. Bye-bye. Hey, I will see you later. Bye-bye. See y'all later.